This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. If you've got problems with girls or killed yourself in a Starbucks, Tell me, Diva, now when did you last let your cheese be seized? There's a couple of dudes. One of them is a chipmunk. Email them with your problems, but get ready to be teased. If I were you, Amir and Jake will help you through. Whether they tell you no, or where to go, or say you're only beefing. Jake's dad is a Get put on blast by scenes to Jews. They'll tell you how to feel when things get real. So send an email to if I were you. Show at gmail.org. Best song ever. <laughs> best song ever. That was good. That I was, was laughing. Best song ever. Uh, two dudes from Perth, Australia, of a Dixieland yeah. jazz band called Beans Boomas Boys of Rhythm. But you can plug our brand new podcast, Beanstalk, the world's first and only annually released podcast. Nice. Bad business model. <laughs> appreciate you. Uh, that was awesome. That uh, was awesome. Can we get the Jasmine verses? He says it's a Can cheesy '90s R&B cover of "A Whole New World" from Aladdin. So that's why it sounded a little different. But they had good voices. Yeah, I like the part where he goes, "Jake's dad is a gourd, absolutely a pumpkin." <laughs> <laughs> I might do a musical. <laughs> what do you mean? I might do one of the because so you there's a lot of cash did... in that. Oh. You got, you're inspired by him in one way, but then more so you want to make your own musical for your own cash. Because if I did Aladdin, they'd have to pay me to use it. That's not how it works. That was Cam and Tom are the names of those boys. So thanks, Cam and Tom, for writing that from awesome Perth. theme song from Perth, Australia. It's been a minute since we've been to Perth. Yeah, it's one of the most isolated cities in the world, so it was hard to get to. Yeah. Because you got to fly to Australia, and then you have to fly across Australia. Yeah. Or as I call it, across Australia. Why do you call it that? Because it's a combination of the two words that I said. <laughs> across in Australia? That's right. Well, it's sort of a full across. <laughs> across Australia. It's not really, it's not really <laughs> a mix of the two words because you have one full word in there. Across Australia. That's what I should have said. Oh, like across Australia. Yeah, across Australia. Yeah, I guess. The portmanteau. Across Australia. Yeah, fine. Which is the name of my song, my, my musical. That's a Aladdin and Jasmine <laughs> ripoff that you think they'll pay you for? <laughs> yeah, well, it doesn't have to be an Aladdin and Jasmine. It's easy to come up with a musical because most of them are the same. All right, go ahead. Come up with one. It's a fucking 
I'm not trying to like do it super quick, but it could be anything. You, sorry, you said it's easy to come up with a house where the garage is the mouth, so it's called house mouth. So, and the first song can be introducing the character. By the way, first off, bad idea. <laughs> Second of all, go ahead. The song's the easiest part. Once the song's you have the, the story. easiest. Part. It sounds yeah. like you really struggled with the concept. <laughs> no, I don't. It's the house easy- mouth. House mouth. Where the mouth of the house is the garage, which is traditionally on the far side of the house. <laughs> yeah, side mouth, house mouth. So the first song, obviously this is like just the first stupid idea, so it, it won't be that good. Idea. It but hasn't been so far. Even so far, it would probably be off-Broadway, because a lot of this shit is it experimental. Would off, it would be off, like... Never on Broadway. It would be like... Because the first song, you know, is like happy and cool, and it like introduces you to the premise of the musical. It, yeah. So, so it, would it would be like, hey... Hey, I'm a house. Garage is my mouth. Hi, hey, ho, he, hum, hum. And then, like, you'd There introduce... were, like, nine words in the whole song. <laughs> and <laughs> then you went, ha, he, hum. Because that, at that point, you introduce a new character. The first line just says what the movie's about. You're, like, that's... you're laughing at me, but you're wrong. <laughs> so, like, people listening are going to be like, I get that. That was a good song. I don't you really appreciate think so? Jake laughing. And they're going to be really pissed at you, actually. They will. Because the next verse introduces a really cool character. Go ahead. Who, <laughs> I'm just saying I'll have to come up with one. You'd I can't do it on the spot. You can't, I, I agree. You're very bad on the <laughs> but, spot. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why you're like saying this is bad. By the way. You're also defending it. The, you're the like, bad guy is multi-layered. That's a good thing for a bad guy to be, but you exactly. haven't thought of him yet. Well, I'm just saying he's not even. You that haven't even thought of the second character yet. So I'm just saying. So he like works at a charity, which is kind of interesting for the bad guy. And you meet him. Who is the bad guy in a movie? In a movie where it's the main character is a house the that clicker. has a garage for him. The clicker. <laughs> he works at a charity. <laughs> well, yeah. Now that I say it out loud, it's like we have to figure out how to get from A to B. But yeah, he's a clicker. Who's the love interest? This is so easy, and it's hard to put me on the spot. <laughs> How could it be both? How could it be both easy to come up with and hard to be on the spot? Because it's hard for most people, but for me it's easy because it's a fucking tree. It's a tree that lives next to the house. This, and the, <laughs> honestly, it should be easier than you're making it. If, the, if I'm going to buy into the premise being a garage... With a with a or with a, a house with a garage for a mouth. See, it sounds like you're not even like listening. You're, I am. You're stalling. <laughs> you're stalling. You're making like a big whole meal out of everything, and then you're naming like the obvious other characters. And then, you know how every time there's like a love song between the two, so like a whole new world could be an example of that. Yeah. So, but in my musical, obviously, I can't use a whole new world. Uh, yes, that is obvious. Right, because that song is already a thing. It's taken. Right, it's taken, exactly. So you have to have a new song. Yes. And you, I imagine you think that is really easy yes, to Yes, it's up easy, with. but it's hard because I'm doing it on the spot. But for me, it's not that hard. <laughs> it's easy, and then it's hard because you're on the spot, but for you, yeah. it's not hard. And now I'm, like, nervous, so, like, I might feel like my singing is So it is, is hard off. for you to be on the spot. Yeah. Well, no, it's not hard for me to be on the spot. It's hard for most people. And I'm nervous, you said, <laughs> so my singing is starting to turn like a little fucked. But go ahead. What's the song? The love song between the tree and the and the house with the garage for the mouth. Um, before their love gets interrupted by the bad guy. A whole new clicker. tree. You said you weren't going to be able to rip that song up. Sorry. Right. No, I'm just like that's how I get my singing. That's into not even character. expanding any. Like a whole new tree is that the tree is also a character. Yeah. Okay. So okay. Right. 
So this is a new love song, right? Is Between it? no, what I'm you gonna did say was an old love song. That was me fucking finding my note. You only changed one word. Do you know how to like tune a guitar? That's what I do with my voice because I'm gonna be doing the voices for this shit. Uh, I hope not. Go ahead. Okay. What's the song? You think you could sing better than me? You piece of shit. All right, ready? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, reminder for me to cut that. Ready? Um. Who? Who is there? Who can it be? It. Why are you fucking is this laughing? A song? That, yes. Is this a song? Some some you songs just... start with people talking. Okay. And by and the way, that... you, sorry, is this you as the tree? <laughs> no, it's not me as the tree. It's me as the fucking moon. Okay. Since... Who plays the comedic relief character? That Remember the fucking funny. gargoyles in Lion King. Hmm. There's gargoyles in there the are. Hunchback of Notre Dame. You said there were gargoyles in Lion King. <laughs> and there's Timon and Pumbaa in the Lion King. It was my full sentence before you cut me off. Okay. So in this character, in this moon, sorry, in this film adaptation <laughs> of a musical that I'm writing, which by the way is about a moon. I wait. You said it was about the house. That's how. Could... That's your way into the story. But remember in Aladdin how it's you like also... this guy who's like, "Come here, come close, come close." Ah, that's too close. Yeah. So that's the garage. It feels like you're just. Oh, so the garage is the. That's is not the even way a character. In. Yes, it's the way in. So Absolutely, why give him a mouth? The way in, because he has to talk. All right, so this is the love song between the moon and the tree and the tree, and the tree. Exactly so how's the right. clicker still the bad guy? <laughs> You'll see. All right, go when ahead. You, all right. Well, now I'm like kind of confused because I had to fucking ex- baby feed it to you. <laughs> Um, well, you shouldn't be this mad when you're doing something creative. Who is there? Who is eat? Eats the tree. It's the me. Ooh, and I'm the moon. <laughs> Why do you feel like this song needs to, like, this the, a whole new world? Like, let's use some one of your examples. Yeah, Aladdin isn't like. A whole new jasmine. Yes. And I'm Aladdin and we're on a carpet. Yes, that like, would help because then you can listen to that song. No, like that's what's just, going on. That, that's the real shit. That, that's like what's happening. And then right. there's like an artistic take on it. Got it. Like they're going through a ride. And so he says, I'm showing you. But he you says, this on a magic road. carpet ride. Right. They that's do like do what? that. <laughs> so your note, by the way, which I actually did have about Aladdin, a lot of their songs are kind of hard to follow. Like never had a friend like Smee. I didn't get that one. Never had a friend like me. Right. It's the genie singing about himself. But he's never like, and I'm the genie, and I'm the genie, and you're Aladdin, and I'm your friend. Like, that's <laughs> yes, the kind of does. song that you're pitching over there. <laughs> because I feel like you wouldn't, if I just went into it straight and I was like, who, who's in love with you? Or whatever the fuck. Like, you wouldn't get it. That one like, sounds way better. Okay. Like, you, that's so you, like, not thinking about that it way, By the way, that was the second verse of the song. Really? So when you say that sounded way better, it's because the songs get like better with time. It feels like you're just saying time. that now. No. It really does. It doesn't. It feels like you're saying that right now. It doesn't now. sound like that. <laughs> um, and then there's usually a thing at the end where, like, all the songs come together. And that's, like, really complicated for most people. And... It, I imagine it's not for you, but it is because you're on the spot. <laughs> it is because I'm on the spot, but it's not that hard. On the spot. Yeah, like, exactly. So like the, cres- the crescendo of all of the songs. Right. It would be like... Like the medley. Uh, yeah, that's exactly the medal. So he's he like... said exactly and then didn't say what I said. So, so the, the moon's like, in your sky, in your eye, and I'm the tree, and I'm the guy, and in your eye, it's a tree, it's me. <laughs> the moon is also the tree? <laughs> No. It sounded like the moon was the bad guy in that song. <laughs> the clicker's the bad guy. I, can I, the, also like in, uh, in like the Lion King, Scar has the, 
the bat, like the you know the bad guy song. Yeah, I always left the room for that because it kind of scared me. The Mufasa one. The, yeah. The, be prepared. Oh, be prepared. Yeah. yeah. That's so, but you know the, the song. Cl- yes. Anyway, does the clicker have like a bad guy song? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a good song too. It's right. probably. It might be the second best song that I've written so far for it. What do you think was the best one? The f- best song was the medley. The one that you just sang. Yeah. Just the moon's the moon's in your eye and I'm the guy. And I'm the guy. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, sure. So what's the clicker? Well the clicker is actually let's rewind it even a little, just one step back. Because um the clicker you said is the bad guy, but Mm -hmm. the moon is the good guy and the tree is the love interest. And the garage door is the way in in, slash main character. Like in uh in Aladdin's uh uh Jafar wanted to be the most powerful genie and yeah, uh, which is a really cool or like the sultan. Yeah, that's like, like a Scar, cool, interesting goal for him. Right. Scar wanted to be; he thought that he should be the king. Yes, but, exactly. Every like, bad guy sort of needs a journey, and for him, he's the hero of the story. Right, but he's not really; he's actually the anti-hero. So, and for you, the moon. I almost understood it when, when like the clicker was the bad guy, and the because he wanted to keep that mouth, mouth shut. That made sense. That's in a cool. Way. But now that the moon is the good guy, guy. and the garage door the, or the mouth of the house is yeah. just an ancillary character that all, only sort of like correct ent- you uh, correct. introduces the movie. Correct. What's the clicker's <laughs> the clicker's role? Here? Yeah. What's the his vision? his he- like his jet his quest his journey, which is actually really interesting. Feels is like it, you're stalling. Is to like because he can only right. He's a clicker, so he can only yeah. click. So uh-huh. he's looking for that next, like, that, like, accidentally shuts off the main house. What? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know how garages, you know how garages open Don't and Don't talk close. to me like I'm stupid. Do you yes. know how doors open? Yeah, and, and your you clicker is looking door. for the next click? <laughs> oh, no, my clicker is looking for the next door to close. So he's done with the garage, and now he wants to move on to bigger and better doors. <laughs> no, you idiot. He's still working on the door. What are you talking about? Yeah, kid, you know how if you're here, sorry, I feel like I'm explaining this to a four-year-old. <laughs> you're, if you're here and you click, your garage door won't open or close because you're, you know why? Because you're too far away. Right. I know why. I do know why. So he's trying to get to the door. Stop pretending that you think that you're explaining to a four-year-old, but you're not. <laughs> I'm 32 and I've gotten everything that you've done so far. Okay. Okay. So you get it. So the clicker's trying to get t- within radius. The, the clicker didn't start within radius of, of the, the door. door. Exactly. And it wants to get within radius of the door. To How the fuck the does the moon come in? <laughs> the Why do their stories intersect in any way? <laughs> it's the nighttime. So the so moon's what? out. <laughs> so the moon's out. So, how, what, what, so then he should enjoy that the moon is out. The fact that we're talking about it, I feel like, is just evidence of the fact that there's a lot going on And there's here. no people. What's the movie fucking called? Down. Why? D-A-U-U. D-A-U-U? That's the name of the house. That's the address. <laughs> you said that the movie wasn't even about the house. It's the address of the house. I know. <laughs> you said it wasn't about the house. Yeah. It's not about the house. It's where it takes place. Have you it ever takes, heard of a movie called like... It takes place at the house, but the clicker's too far away from the house. So how does it take place at the house? Like Reno 911 is about Reno, right? Yeah, but you... It's about, <laughs> that, Reno 911 is a city. And yeah. you named the movie after uh, the specific address of the house. Yeah, and you said that's it takes where it takes place. place. Yeah. And, but the clicker's not there. It is not there yet. It wants to get there. It's like Harold and Kumar go to where? White Castle. <laughs> Stop <laughs> naming other movies, <laughs> trying to shoehorn your movie in. Because so far it's been about Harold and Kumar 
Aladdin King and uh, uh, Aladdin and Lion King. You right. Know? Yes. So those are the things that they're about. And then there's songs about it. And you, you, when you make the musical, you first do off-Broadway. And then if the reviews are good, you move to Broadway. And then you sell the Where, movie what rights. What theater are you going to go to off-Broadway for this? There's a black box on St. Mark's It better third, be a black box. And it's yeah. actually a really interesting space. Really? <laughs> yeah. They let you do some experimental <laughs> shit? And that's exactly what this is. <laughs> Who plays the clicker? <laughs> I mean, there's the dream casting role, and then there's the person who we're probably going to settle for. Let's hear both. James Let's... Earl Jones. Yep, and you settle for? My cousin. <laughs> Your cousin who? Sagi. Sagi. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. In the end, I think we'll probably, I think James Earl Jones would probably pass. <laughs> so then I'll, I'll send a WhatsApp over to my cousin. And who's and see the moon? Oh, there's, again, there's obviously the dream, and then there's the end up, we'll, we'll probably well, then, get. So there's the dream in Sagi, because yeah. I feel like Sagi ends up playing every single part here. <laughs> no, because I'll be playing the house. You'll be, pl- so you, you know that you're the settle. Matthew Broderick, by the way, if you're interested, who is a Tony Award winner, and he's is the dream, dream. again. Yes, who's the, who do you settle for? And you haven't won any award. Yes, of course I haven't won a Tony. Yes. You Don't haven't. try to make me feel bad like I've tried to win a Tony. You know, everybody's trying, but Broderick actually took home the hardware. And the fact that he's even considered is, is kind of a cool Has thing. he considered? He hasn't considered. You haven't even made the you haven't even written the play yet. Yeah. I'm There's saying nothing it. for him to consider at the moment. In the last, let's say we've been talking about it for 15 minutes, which feels like it's been a lifetime, but it went really fast to me. I wrote probably half the songs. No in my way, head. you did not. Between your like, one you're, of your you're songs... trying to catch me in like this corner where I didn't figure something Fine, out. Fine, give me one more song. Oh, one you more said song. You wrote half the songs. Yeah, so you know, in Lion King, there's Hakuna Matata, which yeah. is kind of like a I fun little. I feel like little... you need to get away that from Lion King because you end up like I just know that there's going to be the words Hakuna Matata. In Hakuna Dintata. <laughs> Why? It's a wonderful gaze. This is a parody of Lion King. <laughs> no, it's not. Every musical harkens back to the one that came right this before it. This one doesn't it. harken to anything. You said Hakuna. What's the most recent musical you've seen? Moana. And how was it? Great. Exactly. 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 You know why? Because it was written by a competent motherfucker who could figure shit out. Yeah. Lin-Manuel Miranda wrote all the songs. So really? So they were amazing. Fuck. And you, meanwhile, just pitched me a song that went Hakuna. I thought Moana was written by uh, some guy like me, like a, a scrappy upstart who figured it out on the day. So you are admitting that you're going to figure it out on the day, <laughs> even when you're in the black box and you've got Sagi standing across from you dressed as a clicker, Matthew Broderick in the rafters. This is kind of cool. The yeah, I'm imagining a pretty cool And you're thing. the fucking house. That's awesome, yeah. And you don't know any lines, yeah. and they don't know any lines, and you haven't told them any of the songs. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I can like... And you say Hakuna Damata. <laughs> Hakuna Dentata. Dentata. What, what a, a wonderful, wonderful gaze. gaze. Yeah. <laughs> what is Dentata? Dentata means gaze. And I Hakuna is wonderful. I don't believe you when you say Dentata means same, gaze. A lot of the... Also, yeah. Hakuna means... Uh, no Hakuna worries. Matata means no, no worries, worries for the so rest of your Hakuna, days. But I yeah. think they made that up. Right? This Isn't is they? the first time this entire conversation where I don't know if I'm right or wrong. <laughs> And yeah, that's that's actually a really good indication of like how this entire conversation has gone for me. Really? Yeah. Because like a lot of the times I was, believe it or not, pulling answers out of my ass. <laughs> I do believe it. Yeah. It made a lot of sense. It seemed like I was confident. And I knew every single thing I was going to say. You were overconfident. I'll say that. But I sure. was legit improvising. 
Like, I hadn't even thought of the musical when we started this episode. <laughs> so you hadn't thought of all of the songs. And when you said you thought of half the songs and I asked you to, you to sing another one. That was a lie. <laughs> I lied to you. And I was trying to like, yeah. I thought you'd be like, how the fuck did you come up with that on the spot? You thought that I wouldn't ask. You thought that I would just be like, oh, man, that's awesome. I can't believe how many songs you're coming right, up with. Right. And then I'm like, guess what? I just thought of them right now. And then I would be like, that's incredible. How did and then you I'd do that? Like, What's the, and you have the end of the, your movie and you'd be like, yeah, I just thought of that. Yeah. And I'd be like. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> yeah. You thought I would just be impressed and not really try to like. Impressed. That's exactly the word that I was wanting. Yeah. I thought you'd be impressed. You, so me saying something like, I'm really impressed by you, Blumenfeld. Good work on this, buddy. That's like. That's actually really good. I might grab that sound bite and use it at the top. I thought you might. Yeah. yeah. Just like kind of sprinkle it throughout. Say that again. I'm really. I don't want to anymore. Right. I feel like if you can't find that one soundbite and edit it in, I'm I got, I gave it to you super clean. <laughs> yeah, I was just afraid that like because I'm holding a Lacroix and like some of that tab, yeah, will we, come in. That's when you were doing it. <laughs> I feel like at, at the end of the day that is fine because <laughs> you said it. I did say it into my, my mic specifically. You can yeah, probably I can lower isolate the level that track. Yours. Yeah, and then you can have it. So yeah. I'll be like, I thought of a musical. Because remember the theme song that started this whole thing? The A yeah. Whole New World thing? That was awesome. So I might edit and it I, to be like, I'm coming up with a musical too. That's easy. And then you'll say, say it again? That's awesome, Blumenfeld. I'm really proud of you, bud. <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed by you, bud. Okay, yeah. No, it's, I'm impressed, Blumenfeld. That's I don't, really don't awesome. give me direction on it. I'm not going to say it again. <laughs> All right, cool. That's really cool. Um, shit. It's time for a break. Wow. Yeah, we haven't answered any questions. I forgot that we have a podcast. Yeah, it's called If I Were You. It's the only advice podcast on the internet, hosted by us. I'm Amir. I'm Jake. We're going to thank some sponsors. Be right back with many questions right after this. Peace. Thank you to Squarespace for sponsoring this episode of our show. Bless you. Uh, uh, did I sneeze? <laughs> no, I was blessing them for sponsoring us. Oh, I see. Bless them. Uh, Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Gaiazuntite. <laughs> So you did think I sneezed. That time, yeah. <laughs> Squarespace is the greatest way to build a website. Yes, there it is. <laughs> um, it has very simple drag and drop technology, so you can design it effortlessly. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know how to code at all. Finally. And you can still just come up with a professional-looking portfolio or online store. Yes, exactly. In minutes. So simple. You can even buy a domain name through Squarespace. Oh my God, that's why we hit you with a fresh new domain every single time. Mine this week is HiRodney.com. HiRodney. Yes, if you have a friend named Rodney that you'd like to say hello to, HiRodney.com. And then you could make the landing page you kind of waving and that's saying cool. hello to your friend Rodney. That's not too dissimilar from mine, which is byrodney.com. Really? But B-U-Y-Rodney.com. Really? If you want to purchase Rodney. Yeah. A yeah. hello or a chair or something <laughs> right. like that. So you, you can, can buy something buy for Rodney. Rodney things. Right. Yeah. That's actually very interesting. I might cop that. I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> you buy what? I might buy by Rodney. <laughs> buy by Rodney. <laughs> yeah. buy by I Rodney. might buy by Rodney. <laughs> I might buy by Rodney. Yeah. What are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> you can find out at highrodney.com. <laughs> uh, well, you can build anything you want, but you should go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use squarespace.com slash segments to save 10% off your purchase of a website or domain. Amazing. So again, it's squarespace.com slash segments. Right. And use that coupon code, that promo code segments. Mm -hmm. So when you're ready to turn that free trial into a real official website for all to see. Beautiful. You get 10% off. They're already low, low prices. Exactly. Uh, so check them out. If you're ever in the need to create a website, remember squarespace.com. Yep. Slash segments. Right on. 
Thanks, Squarespace. <laughs> Thank you to Helix for sponsoring this episode of our show. Woo! Holy smokes, Jake, you sleep on a Helix. Yeah, I'm in LA right now. Which you live on a Helix. Yeah, I miss my Helix. Yeah. Right, yo, you didn't bring it out? No, I should have. I should have. Well, you know how easy it is to take their sleep quiz, right? Yes, well, not easy, but let's 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 not call it a quiz. I don't they like call that it a language. quiz. It's like a two-minute quiz. Yeah. You say how you sleep, and then they match well, you with a perfect okay. mattress. They say what? They they say based, what? Based, based on your answers, they can you say this. what they say? They select what are the, the what do the talking points say? Um, Why don't you read it verbatim instead yeah. of calling the quiz easy? Well, it's like a two-minute quiz. Does it say that it's easy? Uh, it's a sleep quiz. Great, uh, <laughs> great. Yeah. Why don't you stick to the talking points, asshole? <laughs> Oh my right? God, why are you mad at me? Because you're calling the quiz easy and it's actually more of a test. No, it's not a test. It's a very simple quiz. It's actually very important. Yeah, that I agree that it's important. It's complicated. Yeah, it's a sleep quiz you take. They, they ask you, like, how do you sleep? Where do, what do you prefer? And then they match you with a perfect mattress. That's that's right for you. That's true. Yes. Uh, and that personalized mattress is shipped right to your door free of charge. Oh, yeah, that's true, too. Um, there's no better way to test out a new mattress than by sleeping on it. So, Mm -hmm. uh, they offer a 100 night trial and a 10 to 15 year warranty to try out your new Helix mattress. Holy shit. But look, you're not going to need it because the mattress is kind of goaded. And now Helix is offering 20% off all mattress orders. Damn. And two free pillows for our listeners. Right on. You just go to helixsleep.com slash segments and use the code helixpartner20. Helixpartner20. This is their best offer yet, and it won't last long. So hop on it right now if you need to upgrade your mattress, which borderline everyone has to. Yeah, yeah. Um, go to helixsleep.com slash segments and use that code helixpartner20, all one word, all at right. checkout. Love it. Thank you, Helix. Thank you. And we're back. Hey, Jake, do you have any? Oh, it's a little <laughs> what a stinger i love it i do i have some unsolicited advice what is it in the last year uh-huh i have been getting the best night's sleep <laughs> of my life and you owe it all to yeah. nyquil <laughs> i take four <laughs> pills a night so drinking myself into a drunken <laughs> stupor and passing out on my lawn <laughs> what is it sleeping mask a sleeping mask or a sleep mask, or a night mask, or something. A specific kind? Do you just um, steal one from an airplane, or you buy like the legit ones from That's Amazon? how it started. I I had one, I think it was actually from our Air New Zealand flight. And I was sleeping somewhere where there was just like no shades, a lot of light coming in. Yeah. I was like, you know what? I've got this like sleeping mask in my backpack. I'm going to give that a shot. Uh-huh. And I like slept through the morning, uh-huh. and I slept very soundly. And then I was, I just slowly sort of started experimenting. Like maybe even in my room at home where I like have shades and it's dark enough, uh, like I'll just sleep better. Uh, and it's true. Like I sleep. My question is I, I like. Just, I sleep through the night like 90% better than I used to. Um, my question is when you go to sleep, it's already dark out. So why does the night mask help? It makes it pitch. It makes it really black. So, like, the darkness of your room is not dark enough to fall asleep? Or is it about the morning when it gets brighter in there? For me, I think it's both. I think there's, like, moonlight can come on. Or moonlight moonlight doesn't come on. Obviously. Yeah. That actually reminds me of a, another song in my play. Oh, really? <laughs> we'll go ahead. <laughs> uh, 
So the I moonlight get... creeps in sometimes, and that prevents yeah, you from I... going to sleep. Well, like you know how if you lie if you lie in your bed, if you turn off the lights, your eyes sort of slowly adjust, and your whole room looks a little like blue gray. Like yeah, your pupils your pupils grow, and it lets the small amount of lights in. Right. So the sleeping mask prevents even that. So like. I don't know. I just I just sleep better through the night when I wear the mask. I think it's because of the the darkness, but what? maybe it's just because of like of the nice pressure on my head too. Yeah, you start to get used to it. Because I tried a sleeping mask once, and it was like it felt like someone was like pushing against my head and in the back of my head, and I didn't like it. Yeah. I keep my strap pretty loose, and they also make sleeping masks where they have like strapless. They make like I, like um, like two raised loose cucumbers. Eye, like, ra- yeah, raised eye. Uh, areas for them so it doesn't feel like anyone's pressing on your eyes. What about like little sub- suction cups? So you lick it and go and then it goes over one eyeball and over another. So your eyelids are open but the eyes are getting moisture and they're, they're op- the opacity of the stickies is greater than that of your eyelids. Oh, so it's like contacts that are just pitch black? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting. Would you be curious to try that? I guess... No. Yeah, I didn't think so. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. Because it's not at very all. comfortable. Yeah. What about earplugs? No, I, I never fuck with earplugs. What about white noise? I never fuck with that either. So you're just you're you're purely like a visual darkness kind of guy. Yeah, maybe I have like a light sensitivity. I, I definitely wake up with the light, and usually I can like toss and turn and like fall back to sleep for like fifteen twenty minutes here and there. Um, but with the eye mask, I just sleep. Full nights all the way through. No, not, I don't even get up to pee anymore. Are you a little disoriented when you wake up like at 8 a.m. and then you like, oh, it's still pitch black. And then you lift up your thing to see what time it is. Sometimes. And you I'll lift do, it up. You don't know if it's dark yet or, or if it's light out or yet. I'll set my alarm. And then like when it goes off, I press snooze, but I remove my eye mask. And I sort of let myself like slowly wake up and take in the light. I see. But yeah, it wouldn't be super easy to go from like alarm, wake, eye mask off straight into the bathroom. But I'm also trying uh, another piece of advice that I have is just that I'm trying to get up earlier. What is that about? Um, I guess I feel like we've been busy lately. So if I like set my alarm for seven and I like get my breakfast and get coffee then and start uh, answering, like just try to answer emails before work starts, I just feel like I'm, I'm more productive with my day. Are you going to sleep earlier? Uh, yeah, I guess I've been going to bed like 11, getting up at seven. That's a plenty of sleep. Yeah. And what were you doing before? Before I was going to bed closer to midnight, waking up at like 10, 30, 11, getting your 11 hours <laughs> in. I would like go to bed at midnight, wake up at like 8.30, almost nine, and then like rush through the morning, try to get to the work, fight and rush hour. Oh, interesting. So this is self-imposed. You're going to be like, I'm getting up at 7 a.m. Yeah. And so far, so good. Yeah, but it hasn't been that long. What about the weekend? Weekend, I'm not. I'm gonna put the eye mask on and just let myself <laughs> go, baby. <laughs> Forty-one hours straight, motherfucker. Yeah, I mask. I mask will improve your sleep, and it's goddamn sleep good. All right, there you have it. I mask. Um, should we get to a fucking question for Christ's sake? I want to talk more about your film. Oh, oh, the musical that I'm writing. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought you already wrote it. <laughs> exactly right. I actually wrote it right in front of your very eyes. Um. Uh, no, we got to answer some questions. Otherwise, people are going to yell at me. Um, all right, ready? Yeah. This one is written by a lady. 
Let's call her Chrysanthemum. Okay. She's the female lead in my play about a house. Nice. (laughs) Recently, my boyfriend of five years was helping me fill out this online form, and it asked when I was born. He asked me when my birthday is, and as I give him a strange look, assuming he's joking, he insists and says, July 5th? And I said, no, July 20th. I ask him whose birthday he's thinking of, and he says it's his brother's. Well, cut to two months later, and he asks if I want to meet his family for dinner to celebrate his brother's birthday. I told him that he told me his brother's birthday was on July 5th, not September 12th. And he said he got confused and said his friend's birthday is actually July 5th. The point of all this is that months ago, I checked out his ex's girl, ex-girlfriend's profile on Facebook for the hell of it. For the hell of it. It said her birthday was exactly right. July 5th. Yeah. What the fuck? Is he actually remembering his ex's birthday still after we've been together for five years and he couldn't seem to remember mine? Also, I went to his friend's Facebook page to see if the matching bir- if there was matching birthdays were a coincidence, but he didn't have his birthday listed. His ex and him and uh, used to be married for a few years, but it ended badly in her cheating in a big divorce. And he says that he hates her guts, but I don't know. I just find the whole situation odd. What would you two dudes make of it? Love, Chrysanthemum. Man, Chrysanthemum. She went snooping. Do you remember your ex-girlfriend's birthdays? Um, yeah. I rem- all of them? Of, no, not all of them. All of them? Not all of them. Start listing them off. Uh, sure. Uh, goddamn, I couldn't even come up with a fake name fast. <laughs> Nancy's was February Nancy's. 29th. She was a leap year baby. But yeah, no, I, I remember, I think I could remember most of them. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're ingrained. They, you know, they're so important that like, if you're a formative youth and this guy was married to his girlfriend, you better believe he's remembering the birthday. I feel like the problem lies not in that he remembers it, even though she sort of makes it like, why is he remembering? Yeah. How dare he remember? Fuck with a, a memory. But she's like, he, what he really did was not know hers and replace it with the ex. It's like akin to calling out her name her in his, bed his name in bed yeah, yeah which is, that's i mean of course this is not a big deal it's like, an honest and, mistake and once he got like once he found out like when you were like why do you think it's july 5th <laughs> like of course he's gonna lie he yeah. did the right thing when he, he was lied af- about he that. was afraid that you'd go snooping he was afraid that you'd do exactly <laughs> have exactly this reaction i also like when she's like when i went to see if it was a coincidence his birthday wasn't listed, so you didn't find out. <laughs> <laughs> it still could be July 5th. Yeah, like your friend, his, uh, your boyfriend knows his birthday, even if it's unlisted. But also, this is like the kind of uh, rare question where we know the truth. He confused it with his ex-wife's. <laughs> yeah, not even ex-girlfriend. Yeah, and he thought it was yours. And that's too bad, but it's definitely fine. Yeah. It is 100% fine. It's like, more fine than realizing that there was a day in his life where he swore to God he would be with another woman forever because he loved her so much. That's what would eat away at me, not the birthday thing. I mean, this guy's <laughs> been through some shit, though, too. Like, a messy <laughs> divorce with his wife cheating on him. And then she's going to come at him and be like, you didn't forget her birthday. <laughs> it's like, I can't forget her birthday. He's de-aging before her very eyes. He turns into a baby. Uh, I guess it's harder because his wife cheated on him, so you can be like, oh, he's still obsessed with her. In his his perfect world, they're still still married. 
But the wife, by the way, who cheated on him, opened up the possibilities for you guys to be together. So if anything, you owe this wife, you should celebrate her birthday. (laughs) It's a monumental occasion for That's him. your new anniversary. Yeah, whether you like it or not, July 5th is not only your anniversary, but is your birthday. You have to take your boyfriend's ex-wife's I think that's birthday. Fair. You write into our podcast, we give you a new birthday. <laughs> you think it's uh, misogynistic to take your husband's name? How about taking his ex-wife's freaking birthday? How's that for archaic? Birth year two. That's right. You're a different age of yourself now. You're the new wife. (laughs) And her name, too, if you keep writing it. Uh, Yeah, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. And stop snooping on her freaking Facebook page. That's fine. You can do that, though. Okay, that's fine. You can do that, though. Um, (laughs) All right, here's another one. Ooh, this one's also marriage-related. Nice. And about ex-girlfriends. That's a good theme. This guy, we'll call him... Garagio. Nice. After the garage character in your movie. The moon character. That's kind of an ironic twist. <laughs> you don't, it's not an ironic twist if you just take what I say, <laughs> flip it around just so you can make me wrong and seem interesting. Well, it's not ironic. It's small. We'll see. Garagio, the moon writes, I'm going to marry the woman of my dreams in three months, and I'm so excited I cannot wait to spend the rest of my life with her. However, Recently, I've been reminded of an ex-girlfriend and realized how terribly I treated her. There was a few years ago, and I can't stop feeling shitty about it. I want to reach out and ask for forgiveness for her, but fear this might be crossing a thin line. Is it okay to reach out to someone from your past in order to ask for forgiveness for the way you treated them? I don't even care if she replies. I just think the act of asking would relieve some guilt I feel. I feel like if I change, I feel like uh, if changed and grown a lot in the last years, I've grown and changed a lot, he should say. I'm totally in love with my fiance. I just feel as though this guilt could manifest as a dark cloud in my conscience and keep me from being the best husband I could be to her. Thanks. Love you guys. P.S. Will you be coming back to D.C.? Love, Garagio, the Garagio. I'd like to go back to D.C. I okay. miss D.C. That was a good show. Uh... This is weird, right? He wants to ask for forgiveness, but feels like it is kind of weirdly cheating because it's like he's reaching out to an ex so that she likes him more. Is that... I? Oh, I didn't get that that's why he was asking if it was okay. What else is it? I mean, I guess I personally am just like, if you mistreated this person, you want to... You want her forgiveness so you can feel better. All of this stuff is about him. It's about... (laughs) It's all me. I don't even care if she I was, responds. Yeah, I was mean, and now I'm nice. So I want your forgiveness so I can move on with my life. <laughs> like, what if that's like one more mean thing that you're going to do to her? Like, Although, what if she, she's if like... If he was mean, and then she like got away from him, they broke up, and now she's moving on with her life, and then he just like comes barging back in. He's like, can I have forgiveness before I get married? Thanks! <laughs> or the other way to think of it is if... Uh, lady was really mean to you for years and you're like wow that person is really mean and then she reached out to you in four years and was like by the way i'm really sorry for how terribly i treated you it was my fault wouldn't you feel a little bit better maybe so but i wonder though like i think that that's like a more (sighs) (laughs) i think that if you want to apologize just because you think it would make her feel better yeah like if you want to just say like 
if you're not looking for forgiveness, you're looking for, you're looking to just tell that person that you're sorry. Yeah. If you're looking to apologize, then that's a little more uh, palatable to me than for being like, I just want this person's forgiveness before I move on. Oh, like, yeah. You, you don't, Are those two different okay. things? Can you apologize without asking for forgiveness? Yes, and I think that's the way you should always apologize. You say, if you say, I'm sorry, I always thought that was asking for forgiveness, but it's not. No. You have to say, I'm sorry, and I'm asking you for forgiveness. <laughs> yeah. I mean, usually you, I want say, you to forgive. Will you forgive me as if like you need something out of that person. Right. So like, sorry is one way. Forgiveness is when it comes back to you. What you need to do is offer an unqualified apology. But then I also think if you're only worried about like, your dark past manifesting in your current relationship that you're at least being like self-reflective enough to like to just be a good guy to your wife moving forward and you don't necessarily have to like reach out to everybody who you wronged in the past when you were young and like didn't know how relationships worked do you tell the wife or is it best that she doesn't know that you're asking for forgiveness from an ex-lover that you treated poorly? Oh, I'd definitely lie about that. <laughs> what? <laughs> I would definitely not tell nobody about doing that. <laughs> yeah. Put it in my closet of other secrets and lies. <laughs> I hide that shit from my loved ones. <laughs> they can't know that about me. No, no, no. Yeah, who are you? Good in their eyes. <laughs> I was a nasty little Cajun boy. That's right. <laughs> and I need forgiveness. Please. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I like to be held in high regard. <laughs> by the, I know they love me. I cannot I put a sleep mask over my heart no, and sir. let the light turn off so oh, that I can sleep easy. Oh, I don't oh. think so. <laughs> <laughs> I will not get a non-fitful night rest for the past transgressions that I have not received forgiveness for. The demons, they do attack me in my sleep and while I'm awake. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't call me Garagio. <laughs> That's how my movie ends. Nice. I actually like it now. So you're saying, if they do it, don't tell your lady. Yeah. And I also don't think you should do it for forgiveness, but instead do it for that person's solace. While thinking about it and asking yourself if they really need solace from you or if they moved on and are happy and you're just doing it for yourself. Is this what that song, Is It Too Late Now to Say Sorry, yeah. means? Well, I think he's trying to win that person back because oh. he says, I miss more than just your body. That's good. You miss your tits, too. That's part of the body. <laughs> really? Yeah, of course. I, I always assumed it was two different things. I thought the heart was actually akin to a tit. <laughs> a single tit per heart, one for one. So when I tell someone I miss their kind heart, <laughs> I'm talking about their rack. <laughs> Afrak. <laughs> uh, all right, that was it. Two up, two two questions. But I think we really got into the meat of it. We discussed uh, your sleeping mask for way too long. Yeah, uh, that but was definitely <laughs> the meat of the podcast. Really there. burned a lot of minutes on the day. Fair. Um, we but if if you feel shortchanged, we actually posted a bonus Thursday episode last week, which was uh, our Vancouver show with Thomas Middleditch. Correct. So go check that out for some more yuck yucks. And uh, hey, don't forget to uh, buy a ticket to see us in Amsterdam. June 4th. Dublin. June 10th. Uh, is, oh, oh, yeah, June 10th. Yeah. Uh, and you can't see us in London if you don't have a ticket anymore. That's right. That's we sold out. Sold out. That was our fastest show, selling show. It's going to be a freaking party festival. Yeah. So actually call the light. What is it? Leicester? Leicester? Leicester. 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 
Leicestershire. Whatever it is, call the theater and demand that they release more tickets <laughs> so you can sit on the floor and we have a fucking rage fest. Say, I'll pay a thousand quid even if I can sit on the stage facing away from Jake yeah. here. Or just fly to Dublin like we're going to do after the London show. How and, much can uh, it be? It's like a, what, $30 Ryanair, quick jaunt up to Dublin town, yeah. spend the weekend getting to know your Irish neighbors and come to our show on Sunday, June, t- June 10th. Yeah, but fly in on Saturday because I'm going to be raging my ass off at Coppers. <laughs> oh, it's been a minute. It's been a, it's been a year and a half. We go there and it's just a brunch restaurant now. No! <laughs> I'm still getting it trashed. What happened to Coppers, man? <laughs> oh, Coppers hasn't been here in 55 years. <laughs> I turn, turns out I burned it down. <laughs> oh, that's quite right. Uh, all right. Thank you for everyone who's mailing in your uh, theme song submissions, your questions, and your podcast art. Let's we get got those some good ones. Podcast art. Uh, we're looking for new podcast art. Send them all to if I were you show at gmail.com. The opening theme song, again, was written, uh, The Whole New Gourd, um, by Cam, 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 Aladdin. Sorry. Let me look it up. Right. Aladdin. The- oh, uh, Cam and Tom. And this closing one was written by Cullen. So thanks, Cam and Tom. Thanks, Cullen. Thanks to you guys for listening. We'll be back next week. Ciao. Peace. Living in this moment. Never understand. While we're living in slow motion. Sometimes I need a hand. So I call my brother Jake here. And Amir here. Living in this undecided world. Don't know what to do. And it's hard to answer that question. That was a HeadGum Podcast.